0: I'm Steven Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Abrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Abrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Steven Adams. I'm not miffed and peed. I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk, I'm your host Andrew Schleck, we're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and we're featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a special, special night. One, I'm still at the Chesapeake Energy Arena, it's almost 1 o'clock in the morning, after a crazy Thunder win. And two, we got Alex Spears back on the pod. Alex, welcome back. What up? I'm in my
1: basement. (laughs)
0: Uh it feels so good to have you back on the pod, man.
1: Yeah, thanks. What's up? I've been in a bunker for <laughs> three weeks. I haven't watched any Thunder games. Uh just came out of my bunker today and they won, so I assume they've been winning because they looked pretty good tonight. So <laughs>
0: fill me in, Andrew. How's it been going? <laughs> I firmly believe they won because you're agreed to be on the pod tonight. Firmly believe uh, that. I do too. When
1: when I told you I was gonna I was ready to come back I I was like man I I didn't even look at
0: the schedule I and mean, then when I
1: saw that it was the Houston game <laughs> I was like oh this
0: could either be really good or really bad I know and halfway through the game I thought this is gonna be really bad because Gerald Green was out of this world it didn't matter what you did you could have had all five players on him and he was gonna make those threes and Chris Paul was making the same difficulty of shot. James Harden obviously was ridiculous He had 39 points and almost every single shot Was difficult And it just felt like oh, This is just not the Thunder's night Because Paul George didn't shoot the ball well uh, He was 4-14 from 3 over 9 of 25 overall Westbrook was 11 of 23 Which is, that's really good for Russell um, But it just felt like it's not their night Adams was 3 of 11 from the field And that's where I just like look at the box score And I'm like, how did they win the game? How did they do this? Yeah, it was one of those
1: games where against the Rockets, where you're like, I don't feel like we're that much worse than them, but they're just beating us with math right now. Yes, like they're just exactly. getting an extra point for some of these crazy shots. Yep, and and you were like, they're just never going to be able to catch up. Like even if they play well at the end of this game, how are they going to be able to match them? <laughs> And I still don't really know how it happened. But then you look at the box score, and it's like, oh, it happened because they somehow shot 39% from three and hit 16 threes.
0: Yeah. That's a was big deal. Which is only two less than the Rockets. That was <laughs> huge. Uh, the Rockets took 53 three-point shots. Yeah. That's crazy. The Thunder took 41. That's a ton for the Thunder. That's a lot for the Thunder. But 53 is a crazy number. And they they won this game... One, because Paul George and Russell Westbrook took over at the end of the game. It was a very play, It was a playoff atmosphere at the Chesapeake Energy Arena. It was it was a wonderful crowd. Where are your seats? Where are your seats? Uh, Cloud City, baby. Oh, <laughs> as, <laughs> as high as you can get. Uh, they were great, and it was a very playoff type game where the Thunder just stuck with the game plan. And I give them so I give them so much credit because. I don't. It felt demoralizing to me sitting way up there after all those shots were being made. You just felt like, like this is just like, what are we supposed to do? Like I'm doing the right stuff and it's not working. And sometimes you just maybe go away from that or you start to get desperate. And they didn't. They stuck with the game plan. The Rockets started to miss. Uh, PJ, not PJ Tucker. Eric Gordon was a huge part of that. Eric Gordon was really bad for them and missed a ton of shots. He was a part of the Thunder's. 15 to nothing run uh, because he missed so many shots and the thunder got back into the game somehow and things were wacky in this game from a officiating standpoint i have zero clue how there were no technicals given in this game uh, to russell or to paul or to pj tucker or to chris paul Oh, yeah. P.J. Tucker had one where he
1: was just complaining for so long. And it was just like he has to get one at some point. And then he had the the trip on Paul George that wasn't called. And then they got in each other's face. And I was just thrilled that Russ just got a flagrant one that one time Mm -hmm. and that he never did get a tech because Reggie Miller was confused. And he was like, oh, that flagrant means that Russ is going to be out of the next game. And I didn't know. And So yeah. I was like, "Oh no, is that true?"
0: And I, well, I was about to tweet some terrible things. Well, Reggie's wrong on so many fronts because one of Russell's texts got rescinded, so he's still two away. Oh, really? Oh, being okay. suspended. Oh, then get one tomorrow. Reggie's just—he's just wrong. He's just—he's just absolutely wrong. The last five minutes of the game, this—I think that we call that whole frame the audacity of Russell Westbrook. Because he took that three, I think it was, maybe it's not with five minutes, with two minutes left, and he airballs this three, where it's actually like a decent look, but it's off the dribble. It's early shot clock. He takes it and airballs, and it felt like there's the game. That's it. Hang it up, guys. It's all over. And then he takes that shot at the top of the key, three, Not intending to actually shoot the ball But intending to try to get fouled While shooting the ball And he makes it And then he makes The exact right play When the Thunder are down three He drives For an uncontested layup And he extends the game And that's that's the exact right play you should do Because otherwise you'd be looking at A forced three from Russell Which would have ended the game And so he made the exact right play. They extended the game. They fouled James Harden. James goes to the line and makes the first one. He misses the second one. Russell rebounds the ball, and then they get into this mad scramble. And this is where NBA coaching matters, and this is where, like, Billy Donovan should get some credit here. Like, that mad scramble wasn't just a, let's just figure out what we can do, guys. It's a set play. And Billy said this, and Stephen explained it really well after the game. And Paul talked about it after the game too. That's a set play that they run uh, to get a corner three, and what they were ho- they weren't hopeful, but they had assumed that James Harden was going to make that free throw, and then they would be able to go and run this more a little bit more spaced out. But they kind of they ran the same play, but obviously it was way more scrambled and forced and just kind of crazy. And Houston, for whatever reason, threw three guys at Russell Westbrook. And Russell made the exact right read, got it to Paul in the corner, and he made that three. And the arena, very, very few times, I think, I can think of one time that was probably louder and crazier was after game five of the 2013 or 14 Clippers game where the Thunder just had this improbable win. It was probably louder then, but just... It just felt impossible. This game, it just did not feel like it was possible for them to win it. And then they had that scramble. It just didn't feel like they were going to get a good shot. And then all of a sudden they have this corner three from Paul who had been missing corner threes all night. He had one look that went rattled, it, rattled in, rattled out, and it was just like, he's not going to make that. Like, what is he going to make? And he drills it with 1.8 seconds left just an unbelievable shot an unbelievable assist to to give russell westbrook a triple double which is just hilarious like it's just what an unbelievable sequence for the thunder
1: yeah i I get why the rockets tried to trap him but if they had just single covered him you know he would have taken a
0: three and it probably would have ended up working out for the rockets oh and you have paul george in the corner Available right, yeah. to receive the basketball. I mean everything had to go right for the Thunder to win this game. Like everything had to go right in that last two minutes. And it and for whatever reason it did. It was unbelievable that you count on James Harden to miss a free throw, which just doesn't really happen. Just and and the that is one of the biggest shots in Thunder history, as long as things still play out okay <laughs> for the other teams. <laughs> Like it you could, mean if they, yeah. If
1: if they don't win tomorrow, it's kind of like yes, it's kind of like a game five of the Jazz series. Exactly.
0: Like, that's oh, exactly that cool. that's that? exactly what it is. This could end up being one of the bigger shots because that shot essentially keeps them from playing Golden State. Right. With if he misses, it's it's a it's crazy that it's a make. They don't play them. Miss. They play them. Is is it is that big of a shot? and it's it's crazy that everything depends on that and now and now are like in in the locker room as we're waiting to talk to guys like everybody's watching the portland game on their phone and like make, seeing like where they're at and watching mo Harkless hit a, hit a corner three at the buzzer to beat the lakers like it's incredible the drama that's happened today in the nba tomorrow's the last day of the regular season and we still don't know there's i think there's still three teams that the thunder could play in round one depending on what happens tomorrow it's just unbelievable you also have the magic johnson stuff which we don't have time to talk about but the fact that <laughs> he's stepping down and he's he didn't tell genie bus he's doing it; he told the media first like that lakers organization is such a mess There's an absolute mess but i love um, that it brought out like super personal
1: loge Like Woj is usually just like very like straight laced and like just tweets out these really boring tweets. Yeah. But occasionally you get to see what Woj really thinks. And he was calling the Lakers an embarrassment of a
0: franchise today. They are. They are. But I just it was fun. (laughs) It was very fun. And it's just it's just funny because there were so many people defending everything they did this summer. You know, like you know what they just—they're just, they're trying to get some ball handlers around Le- around LeBron. Blah blah blah. Okay, we gotta stop talking about the Lakers.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> just a massive, massive win for this team, and they defended—they defended James Harden that first one before they had to call a timeout. They defended perfectly, and then the second one, James Harden just gives a forearm to Paul George, shoves him out of the way. Had. He, and this is another crucial miss Because James Harden's make-miss is the same scenario If James Harden makes that shot He's sending OKC to Golden State on Saturday yeah. And he misses It opens up the possibility to walk You could play at the, the Rockets You know, like, that's a possibility It's just a huge miss And I was joking, like, he's too wide open Like, he can't make shots without a guy, like, right in his face But he, it's, it's just unbelievable how like thin that margin is for this Thunder team. They put themselves in this spot. Like if they just beat Memphis or they just beat Dallas, like they're not in this. But it also made this game so much more fun. Especially that they want. Like obviously, if they lose, like this isn't fun at all. Like this is awful. (laughs) It's the just the thin margin between like celebration and just despair. And I could just that That's what made the atmosphere so good, and that's what made the win so good. I mean, I haven't seen anybody jam out to taking care of business like that ever, and it was just an amazing and amazing win.
1: You know the only downside is that you know in twenty or thirty years when when we're old and we're talking about how this post all star game stretch was one of the worst stretches <laughs> in thunder history. Our kids are going to look at the record and they're going to say, what are you talking about? The Thunder were 11 and 13 during that stretch. What's the big deal? (laughs) Like now you look at this stretch and it's like, "What? what just happened? Like no one's going to believe us how miserable this team was. Like it's, it's insane to me that they won four games in a row after that huge stretch and that they could potentially end on a five game winning streak. And since the all-star break, they will have been 12 and 13. Yep doesn't make sense and especially if that scenario works out which okay rank of the scenarios that have to happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. so denver has to beat minnesota Mm -hmm. we would have to beat milwaukee at milwaukee and then portland would have to win at home against the kings rank those from most likely to least likely oh gosh I think most likely is Denver. Most likely Denver wins, yes. They're, they're, they're motivated to win. They can still get the two seed, which I guess is good. I don't know if they really care, but they could fall. Can they fall to the four seed if they lose and the other two teams win? That I don't know. But Denver's oh. definitely has motivation.
0: Yes, they have motivation to win. They want to stay at two.
1: So then what's more likely? We beat Milwaukee or the Blazers beat
0: the Kings? I guess to me it just depends on what the Blazers motivation is. Like if you're the Blazers, would you rather play the Thunder or the or the Jazz or does it matter? And will they even know the result by that time? And honestly, I, I think
1: I'd rather play the Thunder.
0: <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's true. And so maybe the if and that's the best case scenario for the Thunder is that, yeah. is that the Blazers are gunning to play them. Of any of the top four seeds, that's the only team. That's that's not the only team they could beat, but that's the team they can that they will most likely be able to beat in round one. It's the dream. It's the dream scenario because then you. you, It's just crazy. The Thunder may have effectively knocked Houston to the opposite side of the bracket. If Portland goes, Oh.
1: oh, that's why Portland would want to win tomorrow night. That's their motivation.
0: Well. I don't know if they really think they're going to win a series. But. Hey, that's true. That, that, and maybe this is their dream scenario, is that they knock Portland or Houston over to the opposite side of the bracket, and they don't have to – they think, well, if we can take care of the Thunder, then we get the Nuggets, which is if you'd rather play the Nuggets than Houston or Gold State. So maybe they have the – maybe their mindset, maybe they're doing a podcast right now saying the exact same things. Oh, bizarro Andrew and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, the dream scenario is alive, and I just cannot believe it because I thought halfway through that third quarter, I thought, "Sheesh!" And it's all like everything looked like it was playing out in just the worst way possible for the Thunder. It looked like they were going to be eight. It did. Yeah. It really did. And you know, like, and there's so many guys that stepped up tonight. I thought that Terrence Ferguson had one of his best games of the season tonight. The way he defended, the way that he kept his arms in to guard James Harden, I thought that Jeremy did a great job doing that too. They they played him almost as perfect as you could. And he was 3 of 6 from 3, 6 of 10 overall. He had a really nice pass uh, to Steven Adams for an assist. Finished with 16 points, great defense in 25 minutes. I still feel like he needs to play more than that, but still that's fine. I thought Russell had just – he had – he was – everything he was the entire package of russell westbrook you got all the bad and all the good and the heroics and the triple double and every like you just had every single piece you had like his crazy defense against james harden at the end of the game which really to me mimicked the game from last year in houston where he's guarding him i thought that he did a fantastic job down the stretch and they did they did a great job on james in the fourth quarter Uh, I thought they got really good minutes from the bench. I thought that Markeith played some good minutes for them. Uh, He didn't score a lot. He only had five points on three shots, but I thought that he was good. I thought Dennis played a nice game, ten points. Uh, He had five boards and one assist, but I thought that he played well enough. And Raymond Felton came in, played decent defense, and made a three. Like They had good production all around. It felt very, very much like a playoff game. And these are probably similar rotations to what we would see if they played if they played Houston.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the, the thing about Ferguson, uh, I, I remember at some point in the game they showed the graphic, or maybe someone tweeted out, maybe it was Brett Dawson tweet out that <laughs> Terrence Ferguson was was the first Thunder player to hit double digits. And I was like, and at that point of the game, that was a bad thing because it's like, wow, no one else has hit <laughs> double digits yet. Like Ferguson is the only one that's scoring for this team. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, he he had a great game, and I thought it was really interesting watching all the different guys that they can throw at Harden Yeah, um, and trying to figure out what the strengths and weaknesses of each guy were because there were times when Harden would run a pick and roll, and I actually really liked the way Ferguson looked when he had to, like, fight around a screen just yep. because I feel like he's really twitchy and he can get around screens a lot easier, whereas with Jeremy, I thought Jeremy did a really great job when Harden would just want to shoot a step back he was really good at playing him that way yep and then george is pro i mean paul george is probably like the best all around like if you could play him (laughs) the whole game you probably would they almost did they played paul george 42 minutes and then when westbrook was on him i mean that's that's the times when you're like oh westbrook can play defense because there were so many classic westbrook closeouts in this game Mm mm-hmm but then he would play like
0: pretty good defense against James Harden. He was good. He he was he was good enough on the defensive end tonight, and the Thunder really just really stuck with it. Just just an amazing win with, and as long as they take care of business tomorrow, and they talk, we asked the players and asked Billy about it, and they, <laughs> they they sound like they know what to do. No, I, I watched your Periscope, and it sounded
1: like the reporters were like begging them to say something more definitive like right. like this is a pretty big game tomorrow huh right you guys are gonna get up for this even though those guys are sitting out you guys are still gonna play pretty hard huh that's what it sounded like yeah because who, who is even gonna play for milwaukee tomorrow sterling brown let's name him off okay <laughs> i i
0: honestly don't know i honestly don't know yeah, i mean bledsoe's playing in middleton right I guess I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm worried.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely worried. You have to be. You have to be. They, they just can't pull another Dallas or Memphis. They just can't Ugh. they just cannot do it. Like they just cannot do it. It would be the most thunder thing ever if they go and lose tomorrow night in Milwaukee. It would be the most thunder thing like to beat Houston. Who has been the hottest team in the league the second half of the year, and have looked better than just about everybody? And people to where to the point where people are saying, "I think this Houston team is better than last year," which is just not even close to being true. It's a crazy proposition, but they've made people actually think and say those things. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, the, the Rockets.
1: I was trying to think of, like, what they've done to basketball because I don't like it. Oh, it was gross. You're- and uh, I, I've decided they – do you know what speed running is in the video game community? Uh, no, I was thinking that's – no, I don't. So speed running is when you play a game like the old Mario game mm-hmm. and you don't – you're not even respecting the game. You don't even care <laughs> about what's going on the levels. You're just trying to figure out the quickest and shortest way to win. Yeah. And so guys will do these speed runs where they run through the entire first Mario game in, like, five minutes. Okay, yes, I've seen that. And these. they try to set, like, world records. But it's all by, like, finding out these random glitches in the game and all these cheats. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's definitely not the way the game developers, like, intended for you to play <laughs> this game. That's not what they wanted. You're yes. just abusing the game, and you're making a mockery of it, and you're turning it into something else.
0: And that's what the Houston Rockets are doing. They're the speed runners of the NBA. They are the speed runners because – Oh my god! And this is something that is just going to stick with me and with Thunder fans forever. Is James the few plays James Harden like he just he grabs Terrence Ferguson's arm and he just kind of drags him in there with him into the paint and shoots it? Like Terrence is like, what? What are you supposed to do? And then also, whenever James is sitting there holding Dennis Schroeder to his body, and Dennis has his egregious ha, has his arms out. I could see it from Cloud City. It was just like, what is happening? And the calls on Dennis? I mean, and then, and Royce made this point. I just, at some point, if you're an official, like, doesn't that make you mad that he's tricking you? Because that's what he's doing. And like, you can't blame James. Like, James is not the one to blame for this. The officials have to fix it. They have to fix this. They have to understand what he's doing when he's doing it. And for whatever reason he gets away with it. I don't know like if Russell or Paul tried to do that same kind of crap. There's no way they get away with it. There's not even a chance that they do. But for whatever reason, James can get away with doing so many of these little things and they don't see it and they don't catch it and they just they're looking for James' reaction. Where if I'm an official, like I say screw James' reaction because I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's if he's getting a call, I don't know if he's getting hit. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, at some point, you have to know that, like, 50% of the time, you're just being tricked. I feel like that is a CP3 influence
1: because Harden always has been known for, you know, driving to the basket and getting fouled and, like, being really crafty that way. But some of the new stuff, I feel like we haven't really seen a lot of this before the last two years with Harden. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like he got bored with the way he was getting fouls and he's just coming up with new ways. But I really think it's all because of Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul has been training him, giving him all his dirty secrets. And Harden has like perfected them. (laughs) The only hope I can have is that it's not going to get called or it is going to get called in the playoffs. Yeah, but I I don't don't know because that's different. Like typically in the playoffs, they've stopped calling like when he just runs into the lane. He won't they won't give him those fouls as easily. Mm -hmm. But these other fouls, it's like based on where the ref is looking, like where they're positioned on the court. I mean, that Dennis Schroeder play like, yeah, it looked obvious to us because we had this camera right behind the basket. But if you're behind Harden, I can like kind of see how you would just be obscured from your view. And it would look like Schroeder's just like all up on him.
0: So I don't know. And they're like they're going to meet and discuss like this is what James is doing. And it's blatant, and you cannot allow it as an NBA official. Like, you just cannot allow it. And I just wonder, like, does it, it's going to backfire at some point. Like, it just can't continue to be like this because the officials want to do the best job they can do. And I think with Houston, they're just a really tough team to officiate uh, because they've got guys that really, really complain, and do too. But, like, they are just talking the whole time. I think that's hard on the officials, and you have James that's tricking them into doing stuff, and they take just a crazy amount of threes or shots at the rim. I just think they're a really difficult team to officiate, and I think it's got to, I mean, it's got to backfire on them at some point, you think. And maybe it did a little bit in the fourth quarter because they could not get anything going in the fourth quarter. The Thunder beat them in the fourth 32-18 against one That's of the wild. best offensive teams in the league versus a very very average offensive team in the Thunder. And you just had you really it was just a battle of the stars, which is which was great to see. It was great to see Paul step up and see Russell step up and make big time plays uh, down the stretch of that game. Just just an unbelievable finish to to a game that just held so much importance. And the the thunder celebrated afterwards like they knew how much it meant, and they were in the locker room. They were so excited. We walk into the locker room, and Andre robertson has got the he's got mahogany on speakerphone, and he's ordering food for everybody in there. Mark <laughs> Mar- is ordering like double Brussels sprouts, and Deontay Burton goes, "Oh, it's like I don't I don't eat veggies. I don't ever eat veggies." <laughs> and just I mean, it's just hilarious. Like everybody's like very like they're just being themselves, and it's usually not like that after games. Like they're usually very hush hush and just kind of take, you know, taking care of business, and the guys that talk talk and whatever otherwise. But it was like a—they knew how significant it was. It was—it was huge. St- Stephen Adams was carrying a uh, NASA uh, lunchbox. I—I I heard your question. It's my only question that I asked. It was the only thing that I was really that <laughs> curious about. Like all the other questions, like whatever. Like I'm not going to get a great answer anyways. But I want to know what was in his lunchbox. <laughs> he said. He said he said, I already ate all my lunch. <laughs> it was kind of the answer I was looking for. Uh, just just a crazy, I could, just a crazy night. I just cannot believe that that happened. Like, that's one of, it, depending on what happens tomorrow, uh, in a lot of ways. Like, if they end up playing Portland, this game is one of the bigger games in Thunder franchise history. It really is.
1: Until they lose to Portland.
0: It would be so Thunder to lose to Portland. <laughs> Cantor just goes off for like 30 and 10 every game. Yeah, can't play Cantor. Kills the Thunder. Like they, that, won't, that, that that just can't
1: happen. I'm so excited. I, uh, I want to play Portland so bad. I was texting my uh, Blazers friend up here as we were watching the Lakers game together.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: And I, I was cursing Caruso. I was actually looking up. I was Googling pictures. I was trying to find Caruso in a suit. Yeah. So I was like, I really want to see what this guy looks like out of a basketball uniform because his (laughs) hair is like, it looks so goofy, Uh, you know? It's not a good look. But I was thinking maybe it's just because he's in a basketball uniform. So I actually found some normal photos of Alex Caruso. Oh, you did? And he looks like kind of a normal guy. Okay. So I think it's just the sweat in combination with the basketball jersey, especially the yellow basketball jersey, pale skin. I think it's just, that's the issue.
0: He was, he's their primary ball
1: handler. He, it's unbelievable. I, I'm guessing he's not actually good, but he's been pretty incredible this last like month or so.
0: He has been incredible. Uh, oh my gosh! John Hamm tweeted the game flow chart where they showed, yeah, like all the red. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> it looks like the depths of hell. Like it's just terrifying. And like, because what 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 was the largest deficit that they were down? They were down 14 when Chris Paul Paul hit a three to put him down, and it felt like. That's where you're just like sitting there, like, yeah, this isn't their night. This is not the Thunder's night, and obviously, it's a bad night to not be your night. But it just felt like this is just not their night. They're just not going to do it. Uh, but they they did, and I still I still actually think that that it really wasn't their <laughs> that it really wasn't their night. Uh, but they they pulled out this win. They they won the rebounding battle, fifty six to forty two. They had, 18, yeah, they had ton, 18, off, yeah. 18 offensive rebounds. like That's where they won the game. Like That's where the game was won for them. And the fact that they had 16 threes to 18 threes, which that's huge, made threes. And then the Thunder at the free throw line, they're 80%. They're 16 to 20. And uh, the Rockets were 17 to 20. It's like that's – if you can keep up there, like you're going to be just fine. And, I mean, Paul – You have to give him so much credit for making that shot because it just felt like this was just not going to be a night where Paul is going to be able to hit, and he made one of the biggest shots of his career. Just amazing. Oh, okay. I'm I'm so tired. What what else do we have? Are we gonna do? do We want to move on, or is there anything else from the game that we want to talk about? No, I think that was it, Alex. You know what else is incredible and is great for you. No, Andrew, tell me. (laughs) It's Price Edwards & Company. Price Edwards & Company is the largest full-service commercial real estate firm in Oklahoma and has been in Oklahoma for 31 years. Alex, that's as long as you've been alive, correct?
1: Wow. Yes.
0: Amazing. They have offices in Oklahoma City and Tulsa and they can take care of all your commercial property and management needs. They have a staff of expert brokers and associates that will specialize in retail, land, office, industrial, and apartment leasing and sales, and they're available to help you today. And I promise if you call them today, you'll be able to talk to them about this Thunder game because they are huge Thunder fans. They love basketball. And so not only are you going to be able to get some help with your commercial real estate needs, but... Probably make a friend and talk about basketball. So do that. Price Edwards and Company. Go to PriceEdwards.com for more information. Support the people that support down to dunk.
1: Okay, Alex. Hey, isn't it crazy that uh, Dirk and Dwayne Wade both had thirty points tonight? See,
0: I'm I'm, I'm feel like I'm missing so many things.
1: I know it's it's all the Lakers' fault because they took all the headlines. But yeah, pretty cool. I knew that Dwayne Wade, that one was sort of believable. I was like, oh, that's cool. He scored 30 points. But then I saw Dirk score 30. I was like, how? And I guess Dirk
0: also dunked tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Just unbelievable. And Magic Uh, Johnson has absolutely stolen all of the headlines, all of the storylines, because Royce Young didn't even write a story for tonight. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Just absolutely. oh, because he was having to write about magic. No, not no. He wasn't even writing about magic. They were like, "Yeah, we don't really need it. We don't really need oh. anything about this game." <laughs> Isn't that, that unbelievable? Is, is that cool? Was he pumped? I mean, well, he got to do Thunder After Dark, which you should subscribe to at Patreon.com backslash OKC Dream Team. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no. Oh, this is also a good spot for me to talk about our live pod on Thursday. Yeah. Anthem Brewing, 7 o'clock, Thursday night. We're doing a playoff preview podcast. Um, most of the Down to Dunk crew will be there. Live I'll be person. there. Alex is flying in. We're flying him in <laughs> on all of our funds. And uh, I think all of the OKC Dream Team guys will be there as well. So, Wow. It's going to be a great night. Some great Thunder coverage. It's going to be amazing. It's at Anthem Brewing. It's in downtown Oklahoma City. It's a... A big space. It's super fun. We've done tons of shows there before. uh, And the playoff preview is always the most fun. So please come hang out with us. It's going to be a blast. Uh, So be there. And you can come hang out with us and and talk and stuff beforehand. And then afterwards, we'll be there um, hanging around. So we'd love to meet you uh, and would love for you guys to come and listen to our playoff preview. Uh, Go say hi to Luke, everyone. Go say hi to Luke. Luke's not going to be there. Oh, (laughs) He's the only one that can't be there, which makes me a little sad, <laughs> a lot sad oh, actually. Man. So come, come meet everybody but Luke, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's do some over unders. Okay, we're
1: uh, we're doing our we're looking back back in time at our preseason over under picks to see how we did, Andrew.
0: Oh, and, I'm, uh, I'm very
1: scared. <clears throat> well. You should be. I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference. I'm first going to go over the picks that we had the same. So there were eight picks that we picked the exact same, and then there were four that we picked differently, so I'll cover those last. Okay. So first was the Toronto Raptors. Okay. Over under a a 54-and-a-half. We both took the over. Yes. Their record is 58-and-24, easy over. We did great. I went back and listened to both of our podcasts. So for some of these, I have some quotes that we said. Uh, you oh no. you, said, you said, as long as Kawhi is healthy, they're going to be awesome, which is true, but also pretty amazing that Kawhi only plays 59 games and they easily beat their over-under.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. Shout out, Pascal. <laughs> Dude, all of my Pascal slander, which is not really slander. It's just me making fun of people. It's not slander toward him. Um, hmm. but he's he's really good.
1: Well, if he's so good, then why, when talking about their bench, you said I like their bench quite a bit. I think Van Vliet is really good. CJ Miles, Delon Wright. You did you didn't even mention Pascal. I did. I see. I'm an idiot. But anyways, we got that <laughs> one right. So that's one and zero. Oh.
0: Okay. Next, Boston. Oh Celtics. gosh. Oh, this is not good.
1: The over-under was 57 and a half. Oh. We, we both took their over. We locked it and in, huh? Andrew was quoted as saying, lock it in for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I said, listen to how smart I was. I still took the over, but I did say, I don't know how you pick the under. On the other hand, it feels like a trap, <laughs> which it definitely was. 49
0: because currently and 33.
1: 49 and 33, yeah. They're done, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's over. I also said, I'm so jealous of their fans. This is the perfect storm season of fun. <laughs> it,
0: it it seemed like that. It seemed like they had all the assets, that they got all these great players, that they almost made the Eastern Conference Finals anyway, or they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? No, no, no. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Game seemed, seven. It just felt like they had everything going for them to get to the finals. That's And there were people that picked them to win the finals.
1: And there were people that picked them to win ten games over their over under. Bill Simmons, oh did he really? Yeah, he said they were going to win sixty seven games. That's unreal. Yeah, and they end up going under by eight games, forty
0: nine and are... thirty three. Yeah, that's that's terribly that disappointing. Has to be, that
1: is probably the most shocking one. Um, yeah. Next, Miami Heat. Oh, over over under of forty one and a half. Uh huh. We both took the over. We took the over. They're finishing at 39 and 42. We were dumb. We were talking about how they're all in shape.
0: Why do we do and that?
1: How, and how they're so deep, even though we don't like any of their players. <laughs> like what? I, listening back, we said all these things that I was like, listen to yourself. Like we, we knew the right answers, but we would just purposely avoid them.
0: I can't believe I took the over.
1: And you also said that their smart NBA player is Rodney Magruder, which shout out to him. <laughs> Got released, so I just wanted to give him a little shout out. God, but um, Danny Larue is just so excited about the cap relief that's happening, and now he's on the Clippers. That'll be a smart pickup. Oh my goodness,
0: just savvy, just as savvy as it gets.
1: Next, Milwaukee Bucks. Their over under was forty six and a half. We nailed this, Andrew. We said it was going to be. E- I don't think we said it was going to be easy, but we were very, we were both very bullish. The way is it bearish, bullish, bullish. We we're bullish. Yeah, on the Bucks and coach bud we loved coach bud oh yeah they are going to finish up at 60 and 22 cuz they're losing tomorrow <laughs> right now they're 60 and 21 easy over amazing the next one probably our finest work the detroit pistons yeah okay over over under of 37 and a half we both took the over okay yeah i locked it in cuz i'm insane <laughs> and they're they're right now they're 40 and 41 so they nailed it
0: that's they great. got over
1: and you said when picking, oh, so this you're we were all, we were picking our NBA smart guys, you know, yeah. for each team. Yeah. And you said, you really can't be super smart and like anyone on the Pistons. I <laughs> so thought was a good point. Sounds right. I feel like I'm learning all this information for the first time, even though I
0: actually did this show.
1: <laughs> okay, the next one. You'll remember this one. Charlotte, over under, 35 and a half. We passed. We oh, yeah. They, they weren't worth oh, talking about.
0: It's so true. I I can't even begin to want to talk about them.
1: And uh, to be honest, even when I looked at their over-under, I saw it was 35 and a half. I couldn't remember if they were over-under that. Like, I had to go look it up to make sure. But, yeah, they're 39-and-42. I guess they could technically still make the playoffs. Maybe. I don't know if they hold the tiebreaker of the Pistons. But if they win tomorrow and the Pistons lose, they'll be tied. So, yeah. Good for them. <laughs> good for them. New York Knicks. We nailed it. Over under 29 and a half. We both took the under. Easy money. 17 okay. and 64. Ew. Now, this is probably our worst one. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Maybe our second worst with Boston. But I feel like the, the signs were there with Brooklyn. Yeah. Over under was only
0: 32 and a half. Oh, wow. And we both took the under. It's because they have their pick. We just thought they would. Be, I know. We just we we thought too hard about it.
1: But I also on the podcast was just lifting off all of the free agents they got. Yeah, which were all these guys like Travion Graham and Jared Dudley and Ed Davis, just like all these like NBA rotation players. And I was like, man, they're going to have like ten NBA rotation players. <laughs> that, that should have been enough to know, but they hit that easily over. They're forty-one and forty right now. We just went on and on about how great we how much we love their bench <laughs> and then still took the under <laughs> next nailed it. Chicago Bulls over under twenty seven and a half. We both took the under, which that was a tough one because twenty seven and a half isn't that many games. It's not. And they're they're currently twenty two and fifty nine. Yeah, they're terrible. And we easier lost, We lost thunder lost to them in Chicago. OK. But this next one is the one I'm most upset about. Okay. Because listening back, I had it in the bag. The Orlando Magic. Oh. Orlando Magic, their over-under was 31 and a half. Mm. We both took the under.
0: Oh, we took the under.
1: That's, that's way under. They're currently uh, 41 and 40, so they won 10 more games than that. But listen to this stat I had, Andrew. Mm-hmm. I said, if you're going to make a case for the over... It's that four of their five starters on opening night, this is last season, so Fournier, Vucevic, Terrence Ross, Eric Gordon, they missed a combined 132 games last season. Guess how many games those four guys combined missed this season? Four. Seven. They missed seven games. Wow. That's crazy. That is super crazy. I was right. They were going to be healthier, and I should have taken the over. (laughs) And then my personal worst one, the Atlanta Hawks, over under of twenty three and a half. It was my lock of the century. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Not even the year. Yep. We both went under, easily past it. They're 29-and-52. Yeah. I I still wouldn't have guessed that. To their detriment, they're 29-and-52. Yeah. They're tw- they have 29 wins. They should not be good. Yeah, there's four teams right. that have a... A worse record than them that should not have allowed that to happen so andrew in those in those games we went uh six and five okay that's good it's fine that's good enough okay but now we get to the ones we had different picks on okay first one philadelphia the philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. over under of 54 and a half oh i went
0: over you went under oh, you
1: win wow you uh, here's what
0: I said. I didn't even I said, know what I did. I'm, I'm like excited <laughs> to hear what i what I've done. You a-
1: you actually said I think they're a 50 win team. Boom! They have 50 wins. Look at that. Andy. Yep, there they are. So smart. I said I'm all in on the Drew Hanlon false hype train. <laughs> I, re- I do remember that. <laughs> I was very excited about you it. Were... Drew Hanlon, Markel Fultz. Oh my goodness! Next, Cleveland Cavs over under of 30 and a half. Mm-hmm. 30 and a half. I said over. I went. You did say over. I went under. One of your reasons for going over, you said they have a lot of veteran shooting: Channing Frye, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver. Yeah, all those guys. You know. Yeah, that didn't. Apply. I said. I said I think they're one of the most interesting
0: teams in the league. <laughs> Gosh, we were we were both just dead wrong. We both lose everything on that. Uh,
1: so that was uh, they. They are currently nineteen and sixty-three. 19.
0: Goodness, that is so bad.
1: Okay, another embarrassing one.
0: Washington Wizards. Oh, they, the Wizards embarrassed everybody and themselves all in one just foul swoop. This is well, just stupid.
1: You saw it coming. I did. Over under forty four and a half. You took the under. I took the over. They currently, well, they just played their last game. They are thirty two and fifty. My That's reasoning nuts. was, I don't know how their chemistry could be any worse than it was last year. I'm all in on Dwight. <laughs> I'm
0: all in on Dwight.
1: Yeah. Now, Andrew, of all of these, there's only one that is still undecided. Okay. And it's this one, the Indiana Pacers. Oh. Over under of 47 and a half. They are currently 47 and 34
0: mm-hmm.
1: playing tomorrow night in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They have to win to hit the over. You have the over. I have the under. Oh, wow. And listen to this stat I threw out. So one of my reasons for taking them under, I said that uh, they were so good last year in terms of their clutch play. They had the third best net rating in the clutch at plus 17.7 behind only the Cavs in Houston last year. So then I went and looked at this year. This year, they had the second best net rating in the clutch, (laughs) plus 15.2 behind only the Clippers. I was like, this has to regress to the mean or something, you know, (laughs) trying to sound smart. Turns out they were just a really good
0: clutch team, yeah, just <laughs> even without Oladipo. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. If, if you would have said that Oladipo missed most of the season, they'd be like, yeah, there's no way.
1: So uh, I definitely did my math wrong on these. I know I did it right for the Western Conference, but I, I'm pretty sure you got something like nine and, s- 9 and 7. Okay. 9 and 6. That would be 16 teams. I'll take that. Yeah. I, okay, Western Conference, I'll go through these quickly. Okay, let's go through them quickly, and then we got to go through some playoff scenarios. Okay, so Houston, over-under 54-and-a-half. We had a chance to hit it. It wouldn't oh. have happened at night. They would have had to have one more game. But it's crazy to think how they started the season. Yeah. And it, they ended up 53-and-29. It's crazy. They were only a game and a half, or oh, two games back from beating that. Mm-hmm. We both took over. the over, and it yeah. was under. Golden yeah. State. Over-under is 62 and a half. We both took the under. Oh, we good. We nailed it. Yeah.
0: 57-24. That, you can see that one coming. I like, think they don't care about this season.
1: They're oh, here's one. one. The playoffs. Here's one that had us sweating. Utah Jazz, over-under 48 and a half. Mm-hmm. Both took the over. They mm-hmm. just crossed 50 wins, which is pretty crazy. That's impressive, yeah. Lakers, over-under 48 and a half. We both took the under. Wow. They have 37 wins. Phoenix over under twenty eight and a half. We both took the under. Had to. They are nineteen and sixty three. Memphis over under of thirty four and a half. Both took the under. A little bit closer. They are thirty two and forty nine. Dallas. This is where we screwed up, Andrew. (laughs) You, in fact, you locked it in. You went on and on about DeAndre Jordan, how important he was going to be for the maps. Oh my help me, Jesus. Over-under was 34-and-a-half. They got super close. They ended up being 33-and-48. So we were close. We deserve some credit.
0: To my Denver, credit, they didn't have DeAndre for a while. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's terrible. That is true.
1: <laughs> Denver, we both missed way off on this one. Over-under was 47-and-a-half. Both took the under. Oh. They have 53 wins. Yeah, that's bad. Our biggest miss by far in terms of separation of over-under and wins is the Sacramento Kings. Over-under was 25.5. We, <laughs> we both locked it in. They have 39 wins. Wow. New Orleans Pelicans, over-under of 45.5. We both took the under. We both nailed it. Oh, this was the one I was most proud of. And going back, it's the only one I really wish I would put money on was the San Antonio Spurs. Their over-under was 43-and-a-half. Mm. Easy over. They had 47 wins. Oh, too the easy. other super easy one, Portland, which this one never made sense to me. Their over-under was 41-and-a-half. Yeah, a half. I remember that. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, they won 51 games already. Okay, 52. real quick. Now, yeah, now 52. Mm-hmm. Real quick, these are the three we differed on. The Clippers, over-under, 35-and-a-half. You were very smart, Andrew. You took that over. They beat it by 12 games. Wow. Meanwhile, I was telling you, you're going to be sweating this out, Andrew, when they have 30 wins with a week to go and decide to tank. Because they don't have their pick. I thought that was going to matter. It didn't matter. Minnesota, over, under, 44 and a half. Again, you were smart. You said, took the under. I took the over. You You specifically said, I think Jimmy's already got one foot out the door. Oh, I did. Wow. And that was way back on August 14th. And it was earlier earlier than that. It was like the seventh. That was just a crazy guess. But it all doesn't matter, Andrew, because the last one, the Oklahoma City Thunder, over-under, 50 and a half. You took the over because you're an idiot. And I took the under. I had to fight back the hordes, the hordes of people coming to get me. Turns out I was right, y'all. They can still win 49 games, though, which is pretty close to that over-under. So stupid. So you ended up going. Listen to this: ten and five in the West. Wow, you know? that's really good. Yeah, and I went nine and six. I
0: should bet money on stuff. You should. <laughs> I won't ever, but I should. <laughs> All right, playoff scenarios. Let's go through these. So the the Thunder, if they if they can just not be stupid idiots tomorrow night in Milwaukee, they're locked into the sixth seed. And
1: not only that, there's only eight scenarios four OKC tomorrow and in six of the eight Only scenarios eight. They, <laughs> they get the six seed in six of those eight scenarios so there are even scenarios where they lose and they still get the six seed is my point
0: yeah so the Thunder lose tomorrow and the Clippers win and the Spurs win the Thunder are eight Ooh. so if the clip and here's the three scenarios shout out to Matt Moore at HP basketball for just doing all of this work for everybody uh, Thunder lose, which seems like it could happen. The Clippers win and the Spurs lose. The Thunder still stay at six. Clippers at seven, Spurs at eight. If the Thunder lose and the Spurs win and the Clippers lose, the Thunder are at seven, with the Spurs at six and the Clippers at eight. So the only scenario in which the Thunder fall to eight is if both the Clippers and the Spurs win and the Thunder lose. So. Just and looking
1: at these games. The Jazz are locked into the 5th seed. They're locked in. So they don't really have any incentive to play guys against the Clippers. Yeah. Uh the Spurs are playing the Mavs, the Mavs. which it is Dirk's last NBA game, so
0: That's true. They might want to win that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but maybe.
1: You you I mean those are both way easier games than having to even play a depleted Bucks team.
0: Yeah. So I expect that both of them will win. Yeah, they should win. So Eight is still in play for the Thunder, uh, so th- but they just—they cannot screw around. They've got to win that game. They just have to.
1: So if they if they win,
0: they're guaranteed six. Yes. Okay. If they win, they will be the sixth seed. Now the dream playoff scenario is still in play. So if Denver wins and Portland wins tomorrow night, Denver will be two, Portland three. Houston four, the Thunder go to Portland for round one, which is the ideal scenario. Like if you were to, if the Thunder could pick their opponent, they would pick Portland, like guaranteed out of those three, because it's going to be one of those three that they play. If Denver wins, and if Portland loses, then the Thunder play Houston with Denver at two and Portland at four. If Denver loses, let's see, what is, all it says is Denver loses. Houston 2, Denver 3, Portland 4. I think that's if Denver loses and Portland loses. Yeah, I think that's right. Yes, that's right. So Denver loses and Portland loses. Then the Thunder play Denver. So, and Denver plays in Denver tomorrow night. Yes, who do they play? Uh, The Bobcats. The Bobcats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. They That's play so the funny. T-Wolves. Yeah, the T-Wolves. Yeah. Oh, we've already talked about this. They play the Timberwolves. So what What the Thunder need, they need the Nuggets to beat the Timberwolves, and they need the, the Portland Trailblazers to win. And then the Thunder will play Portland in round one. So the and dream scenario is still there, because then you don't have to play Houston or Golden State in round two. You get to play Denver if you do advance, although it would be very, 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 very thunder of them to get all the way there, to get the dream scenario, and then lose to Portland in round one. It would just be so, 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 so thunder to do that. Uh, but they give they they still, the dream scenario is still alive, where you can play, to get to the Western Conference Finals, you have to play Portland and Denver. And that's, that's the most that you could ever ask for as a Thunder team that just completely crapped the bed in the last part of the season,
1: yeah. And you talk about a dream scenario. Forget the Thunder part of it. The, just the just knowing that a non-Houston Golden State team would make it to the conference finals—that's kind of yeah. fun. It is fun, it and is it fun. wouldn't. And it also wouldn't be the Jazz. Like it would be one of these other teams. Yeah, because the Jazz would be on that side of the bracket the Jazz as well. Would be
0: there too. Yep. So you put the Jazz. You put the Jazz, Houston, and Golden State all on the other side of the bracket. Yeah. Like, that's the dream scenario. Somehow the Thunder have literally just fallen on their face, stumbled to get up, and just fallen into the right seat. And they still need things to go right tomorrow. They still need Portland to win, Denver. I don't think Denver has to win. But they still need Portland to win, and they need to beat, go and beat Milwaukee and don't screw around. Like, that's, that's what they have to do. It's just unbelievable, just unbelievable that they st- are still in this position.
1: Now, how, f- how quick will you flip if uh, they end up in the 8th tomorrow? What do you mean? How f- just, like, your emotions. Oh, uh, quickly. you ju- Will you just go dead inside? Will you just they're gonna, be done?
0: Yeah, because they're going to lose. <laughs> they're going to lose. They will lose. Like there's no question. What? How many games do you give them against Golden State? One, baby. Yeah, it's a it's a gentleman's sweep. If they go to the eighth seed, and they may even get swept. Like to be honest, like that. That's if you are any other team in the league, you really don't want a Thunder Warriors matchup in round one because I think that will just ignite a fire under the Warriors team that no one no one will be able to put out. You know what I mean? Like they could yeah. go sixteen and yeah. zero. They could go sixteen and zero if they play the Thunder in round one. Like that, I don't see them doing that if they play the Clippers. I don't feel like they really would take that too seriously. They may lose a game to them just because they don't really care and they can kind of rest. But if they see Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder on the other side, they're like, "Let's go kill these guys." I so wonder. We, you just don't. There's just no part of that that you want. None of it. Do you think Utah would have any chance against Houston? Yes. Yes, I do. I think they are an, a very, very good defensive team, and they they have a guy Donovan Mitchell that can make shots. I, I do think they have a chance. Yes, I would pick. I still would pick Houston, but it would it would go six or seven games, and I would I would not be shocked if Houston won it.
1: Man, that would be really fun. I mean, if that, would be, that would it. be the perfect playoffs.
0: It would be perfect. Oh, we can't can't get too excited though, Andrew. It's pro it's 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 possible. We don't count your chickens before they've hatched. i have not. I've not counted any chickens, and I just don't. Honestly, I'm just going to go into it thinking that it's just not going to happen. Is that because people would crack open eggs and there'd be dead chickens inside? <laughs> I think that's it it is that sounds accurate yeah i have no clue um alex it's just wonderful to have you back on the pod what up so glad you're back uh the playoffs start this weekend you guys and our playoff preview podcast is thursday night so please join us Wait, oh
1: this thursday yeah oh wow so you're gonna have april 11th are you counting that as the fry pod
0: It'll be the fry pod. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: okay, that's good. So you don't have to wake up early.
0: Yes, season preview podcast with the down season crew. preview, season preview, playoff preview. I, dude, it is two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I've already done. I've already done a podcast before this one, and now I'm doing this one. I've talked for almost two hours straight about. This hey, team. you didn't
1: ask. You didn't ask Russell any questions. You coward. You didn't talk did you to see, him.
0: Did you see what Russell did tonight? Yes, I did. I watched it. It w- everybody was just like, "What? What just happened?" So, who's the guy who asks him
1: questions at the beginning? Is that the PR guy, the Thunder PR about Nick, guy, Nick Gallo? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nick- he like he he gets he asks him a couple questions. Yeah, he and Nick. Russell like sorta of responds. Yeah, and then I think
0: Eric Horn was, was that Eric Horn. It was definitely <laughs> Eric Horn. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent.
1: He has him a question. Russell said good, and then left. Good. And He walked off. He just walked Meanwhile, off, t- tying his shoes the entire time.
0: Yeah, it was so weird. He's so be, he's such a
1: weirdo. I'll be honest. That one, I, I do get on Russ for his post game antics with the press, but that one I kind of enjoyed watching because <laughs> it was so fast. It was so
0: fa- I didn't even know what happened. I didn't know that, I didn't know what he said. I didn't know what it he was said. Great. It's so weird. Uh, okay, Thunder, you got to just beat beat the Bucks tomorrow. Just take care of business. Uh you guys have a great day. And join us at Anthem on Thursday night, April eleventh, seven o'clock. Show up before then and you can have a drink and we'll we'll be there setting up and hanging out so you guys can come do that. Um have a good one and we'll talk to you guys again Thursday night.